The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we are talking more about Stephen King's It and the movie from, I don't know, when, maybe a year ago, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrifier. I think that was 2017, right? Uh, yeah, it had like a fest, uh, it had like a festival run in 2016. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to count that. Oh, I don't. <laughs> but uh, there were, that also came from, what was the movies that, that came from? Tales of Halloween or something like that? No, it wasn't Tales of Halloween. I forget where Art the Clown came from prior to that. There was a All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve, yeah. And it was a Halloween-based anthology film. But anyway, we're going to disregard that. Because why would we cover another movie whenever we're covering this one? <laughs> I mean, we've done Stranger. Yeah, that is true. Anyway, so what's new with you? But there's actually a short film also called Terrifier that was done before that. Was it still Art the Clown? Yeah. So they're doing, man, they're just Art the Clowning us to death, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, if if this was Spider-Man, he'd be like done with his Marvel uh, movies already. Nice segue. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, pissed, I guess. <laughs> why, why are you mad? Well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, Cause just because they were building up to let, or if if he goes completely back to Sony, then there's then, a big missing thing in MCU. Well, that and like his whole character arc has been so tied to the other people in the MCU. So it's like they'd have to they'd have to reboot. I know. I, I I'm I'm happy about it. <laughs> really? Well, no. I mean, I'm not really, but like I haven't cared about you know this isn't a new claim here, but I have not been a fan of them for a long time. So maybe this puts an end to it. <laughs> like that's that's where I'm at. I don't really. Eh. I'm not really like. They better not have more comic book movies. But, but those Spider-Man movies are so good. I wouldn't know. I I haven't seen since the one with Jamie Foxx, whatever that one was. Oh, that one was the worst one. That was worse than Spider-Man 3. Absolutely. Okay. I okay. watched Spider-Man 3 recently. It's not bad. It's got that one dancing scene that everyone will hate it forever because of. Uh, the one dancing <laughs> scene that's the best part of the movie? <laughs> Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, well, sure. Or the part where he's at the the jazz club, and he like starts playing piano for no reason. Oh yeah, there were multiple dance scenes in that film, weren't there? Or yeah, musical which numbers? Dance scene like are you talking about? Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, I really wanted to see Ready or Not this week. Oh yeah, that looked good. 
Hey, I don't think we've had a podcast since I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, have we? No, because that was like your birthday. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are we <laughs> sure about that? Because it was like, okay, my birthday was two weeks ago. Yeah, okay, yeah, and we hadn't done one in three weeks. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was a film. I, I, you know, I'm not a huge, like, I don't know. There were some people that seem to hold like scary stories to tell in the dark as a like very close, you know, big nostalgic thing for them. And that that wasn't me. Uh, I I read them as a kid, but I wasn't like obsessed with them or anything like that. For me, Goosebumps was a much bigger horror property as a child, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, we went to go see once upon a time in Hollywood and, the showtime didn't exist. So like we Googled it and they were like, Oh, did you Google it? I'm like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, Google never pulls it up for some reason. <laughs> they were like, it stays up to date with the movies, but it just adds on random times. Like that's so weird. Yeah. And so we were like, all right, well we'll watch scary stories to tell in the dark. <clears throat> and, um, it was, it was not bad. It was a different film. It, it's weird. It was too adult to be a, a kid's film. Cause it dealt mm-hmm. with like, issues like dodging the draft and race issues uh-huh. <laughs> but um like because the bullies were racist you know in this town well lots of bullies are racist true like, but you know they were stuff. they were you know putting out slurs and stuff and mm-hmm. so anyway um which i thought was odd for a kid like and it's not they like a children's like, they weren't dropping film. the hard r were they uh, it wasn't even no no no, but it is still it was it was odd, you know. And then yep. so like it wasn't for like kids, but I guess it, it's like a tween horror movie or something. It mm-hmm. was because it was grim and it was dark and it was like unlike Goosebumps where any potential deaths were off screen, this one was full on on screen and just not gory. You know, it was like supernatural deaths; <laughs> they'd wither you away <laughs> and shit. But like. It was fine. Like I, I thought it was a good movie. Um, it just, uh, you know, it wasn't scary enough to be scary for adults, but it was too adult for to be a kids like a kids movie. So it puts it like comfortably in the teen market. And okay. so I'm happy I didn't take my daughter to see it because it was something that I was thinking about because I was like, oh, this is a kids movie. <laughs> I'm very happy I didn't. It would have scared the crap out of her, <laughs> but. Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. This is good. I liked it. Cool. Yeah. What else is new? You see anything good? Um, I finally got around to watching the new Godzilla. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Was it good? Sorry, I was eating a granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, fantastic. Um, you know, like, I don't get the criticism that some people have had over the new Godzilla movies about it being like so much about family struggle and stuff like that. It's like, that's how all the movies have always been. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's point of view characters that are in the movie way more than Godzilla is. Um, but this one had, Tons of like Godzilla and Ghidorah and Rodan and stuff like that in it. Huh. 
Um, and just like the sheer like scope of them mm-hmm. was just crazy. Huh. Yeah. I've heard that it was good. Like that it was, you know, people were griping that it was too much about monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which just yeah, you proves, can't have it both ways, people. Yeah, it just proves to you that people will gripe about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, people are the worst. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's too much to, like prison scenes in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> why would you be mad about that? Like, that was the crappiest part about the last few American Godzillas. I guess the last two American Godzillas was that they were mostly focused on. Like, not the monsters. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. and, and not crappiest. That's what people griped about the most. So then they try to rectify that, and people are like, where are the families? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to see it. It's good. Yeah. Is it out on video, I guess? Or, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, I tried to watch something. The, oh, I tried to watch Critters Attack, but fell asleep and returned the red box before I even did it. I was like, eh, it wasn't good. <laughs> it, the critter scenes were good. <laughs> God, this is the same thing. <laughs> the yeah, critter scenes were good, but it, it focused way too much not on the critters. Hi. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so uh, the new Joker film got that hard R rating. Are we yeah, excited about that? It becomes the first live action DC or live action Batman movie to have a hard R. Even though I don't think Batman exists in this universe. No, he doesn't. But they have all had PG-13 unless you count, uh, you know, the one with Adam West. Every Batman movie has. <laughs> that one was hard R. <laughs> no, but some of the some of the cartoon ones have been R. Yeah, like the, um, I don't know specifics, but like the Under the Red Hood and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, what was on Arkham, not Arkham Asylum, was it Arkham Asylum that came out a few years ago, or was it? There was a Assault on Arkham, is uh, that the one you're thinking of? I don't know, you know, I watched one with Harley Quinn, it was like Harley Quinn and Batman, and Batman. And yeah, that's the Assault on Arkham one. Is it? I think so, because they were really pushing... I mean, this one was named like Harley Quinn and Batman, mm. but uh, hold on, I, I'll find out the name of that. But I'm anyway, up you talk. I tried watching that the other day. Um, Batman and Harley Quinn, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's only PG thirteen. I cannot believe that. Um, that they were just was throwing f bombs. There was a lot of real foul language. <laughs> like I, I put it on because the cover kind of looks like you know uh, a, a year ago, maybe two years ago, they did a reboot of Batman sixty six, but in comic form or in cartoon. Yeah. You know, and that was cool. Like, and this animation style and the font, and the whole cover of it looks like that style. You know. Well, yeah, it's it's well. Hold on. So I didn't know they did a. a a cartoon of it they did the i know they did the comic book and they had a whole bunch of like weird spinoffs like green hornet meets batman 66 and stuff like that okay so this wasn't called batman 66 like the comics but it was yeah. i think it was just called like batman and robin but it was it was their voices it was a few years ago uh i think it came out after adam west passed away but i could be wrong about that but um either way it was their voices and it was like him and Oh God, was Eartha Kit? She's still alive, or she recently passed away, right? Eartha Kit. Anyway, it, it was uh, 
Burt Re- or not Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. It's Batman and Robin's nor, old voices, and then Eartha Kitt, I believe. Uh, shit, no, she died in 08. Somebody. <laughs> One, maybe it's Julie Newmar, because she was also a Catwoman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Julie Newmar then. But anyway, it was all their original voices and it was silly and stuff. And this was that kind of like cover. So I put it on and it was way too uh, adult for me to continue watching. Not for myself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but because I put it on because my daughter likes Batman and Harley Quinn and all that. Return of the Cape Crusaders. Yes, I think that was it. But anyway, yeah, Batman and Harley Quinn was definitely like it was like GD this and like every other word was that or, or like they like she was like getting like real sexual with Robin like like she was straddling him and she was like if they you know if they're gonna call me a whore then I might as well be a whore and I was like okay this is like <laughs> this is a spot on uh, interpretation Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, this one, like the, the Batman Harley Quinn one, like it looks like old school Bruce Tim Batman animated series. Yeah. Which is. But not not as dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The animated series was like just lots and lots of crushing blacks against lots of whites. And this <laughs> is like, right? Yeah. And like it was, it was hardcore. I love the animated series. But I mean, it, it looked like it. It just wasn't as dark. But yeah, it was it was a lot more like uh, profanity and, and sexual uh, stuff than I would have assumed. But it was it was pretty good. I mean, I waited till you know my kids were out of the room and finished it. Which mm-hmm. you know, if something sucks and I put it on for them, I wouldn't finish it if it sucked. You know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, what else is new? Couple trailers. That yeah. look interesting. What? Um, do you watch the trailers for Antlers? No, I heard about it. Was it? Uh, a, a Wendigo, I guess. Is oh, probably really? what it's going to be. Huh. Um, it's you know it's just a teaser, right? And so it's just like the the main kid, um, main character kid, like telling a story to his class, you know. And then it's like intercut with like horror scenes, but it looks good. And it's, you know, produced by Del Toro. Um, but I don't know. It looks interesting because you don't see a lot of like that genre of horror. Yeah. So, huh. I'm, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you see. God, what was the new? We've had it. We've had. Did we cover the new it trailer? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, well then, then I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this the antlers thing, real quick. It's oh, directed okay. by the same the same guy who did uh, Hostiles. I didn't watch it. Oh, really? It's really good. Isn't that a western? Yeah. Okay. He did that, and he did that uh, old movie from back in the day with um, Lebowski, Crazy Heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that movie, where he was a, like, but, a washed-up singer. Yeah, like washed-up country artist. Yeah. But Hostels was good. Uh, um, I'll have to watch it. And also dealt with like Native American things. Oh, spe- so, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Um, nothing. Just speaking of uh, westerns. While we're on the subject, uh, did you see Death, Death's Head Press? Death's Head Press. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing splatter western series. I think yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So Death's Head Press splatter westerns coming next year. It's pretty exciting. Is it just an anthology <clears throat> series? I don't think so. I think it's like a imprint. Like a series of novels. Or I whatever. could be wrong. I hadn't talked to him or anything. I just saw the posting, but it was my understanding that it was a, it was going to be like a sub imprint of theirs. Neat. But who the hell knows? <laughs> but they I uh, probably do. Lewis Lamore Blood. <laughs> That'll be my pseudonym. <laughs> you know, like Louis Lamar. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like who is this ass hat <laughs> just chunk it in the trash <laughs> all right so uh, I, I got i got one more to talk uh, about real quick sure um underwater did you see that one no i heard about it uh who is in the cast of that uh tj miller mm. and um Kristen stewart Kristen stewart tj miller still has a career huh uh, no, apparently this movie's been shelved for like two years. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand. Huh. Well, but does um, he still have a career? <laughs> huh? I said, does he still have a career? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it said it took place, like, they shot it in 2017. Huh. But it was like pushed because of the uh, 20th Century Fox Disney thing. Oh, okay. Because, so, like, when that was up in the air, they basically shelved like tons of movies. And, like, going forward, I think they're only like, like one or two movies that were on the slate for like 2020 are actually getting released. Really? Yeah, it's, it is crazy. But that sucks. Uh, yeah. So, so did you watch the trailer to this? No. Uh, Lovecrafty and fish people. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of like the abyss or like deep star six. Right. Um, but it's like people stranded on a, uh, like underwater research facility thing. And there's like an earthquake and their facility gets disabled and they have to put on pressure suits and walk along the bottom of the ocean to get to this other place. Huh. And that that yeah. sounds like a pretty cool like premise. Yeah. It it looks pretty creepy. And then in part of the trailer, like when they're walking, there might be a fish person. Um Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me. Uh, did you see that? Um, okay, let's go back to that. That sounds cool. Like, I, yeah. I gotta see the trailer. I mean, I'm, I'm always, you know, excited for more like, uh, Kristen Stewart vehicles stuff. What? I <laughs> said Kristen Stewart vehicles. Hey, she's <clears throat> actually a very good actress. Hey, I don't have anything against her. She it's was just, in Panic Room. I never saw Panic Room. What? It was good. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, there's a Panic Room. What? Yeah. You son of a bitch, you ruined the film. Um, I thought it was going to be like a metaphorical thing where there's a 
panic room inside us all. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Aren't we all a panic room? Um, <laughs> No, uh, what I was going to say, uh, the, did you see where the ne- next season of the purge? Yes. The TV series that everyone forgot about is going to yeah. finally be, uh, focused like on the day after the purge, like the aftermath. Oh, which would be cool. I think a bunch of awkward looks from some, you know, neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess technically a lot of the films have been, but they've all been the day of the purge, you know, and like, oh, yeah. last year's purge was crazy, but this will be yeah. like the next They day. should have made a movie about last year's purge. <laughs> but not this one. I plan on sitting it out. <laughs> just, an episode of just a dude in his like living room just watching TV during it. Well, that's what the first <laughs> one kind of was. Like, yeah, I know. But I mean, it's still like a home invasion thing. Yeah. I'm talking about like nothing happens. Did you ever watch any of them? You know, I have not. I've seen bits and pieces of a bunch of them. Yeah. The first one was the only one I really liked, um, but... Because that one was actually like a horror movie, right? No, no. But the other ones have kind of just turned into like... Political Over the top, like, sort of like action violence movies, right? Yeah, a lot of them are just like straight up political films now. Like, yeah. it's a very unsubtle political thing. Talking about, you know, the radicalization of the what used to be normal people. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, that's kind of... That would never happen. No, no, that's so far-fetched. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, um, but, uh, but no, like, uh, the film's... I don't know. The first one was cool because there were a lot of people that hated uh, Ethan Hawke's character because he sold like basically panic room houses, like yeah, specifically for that. So he was profiting off the purge, and they're like, "Screw you!" That's a smart move, uh, though. Oh yeah, you. It would be inevitable. You'd have to do that, you know. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um. Well, I got nothing. All right, let's get into it then. Oh, should we make an announcement that, like, in case people haven't noticed, uh, two of our podcasts have returned again? Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah, because Long Box Small Talk's back and Chop to the Chest Radio's back. Yeah. Yeah, so check those out. I think we have made, not the Long Box Small Talk announcement, but the Chop to the Chest one. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I think we talked about it whenever uh, Barely Living the Dream did like a episode or two recently too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just as a reminder. Um, uh, this is something I never thought that I'd be announcing. Oh God, one back to news. No, just one last <laughs> thing. Um, uh, Yankee candle. Yeah. Is doing a lot of, they're called like bunny bunch. Have you seen those or bony and not, not, not bunny, but bony bunch. It's like skeleton, uh, skeleton candles for halloween that are like is cool. it like bone flavored candles no but they have like a hayride like scented one Ugh. but uh the other ones are just kind of like like uh little uh sideshow characters like a two-headed woman and like a circus tent and and a guy uh, like a skeleton being shot out of a cannonball like they're all candles that are just shaped like that kind of cool <laughs> If you're in the market for that. So I've noticed with the past couple of years with Yankee Candle, they seem to be moving less towards like, this is going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like 
the suburban, like, I was going to say suburban mom demographic, you know, like, and more towards like diversifying. Cause, uh, did you see that line of like men's candles they had for a while? Yeah. That, I, that was like, like leather and there was like a bourbon one and stuff like that. Yeah, I love the smell of bourbon candles. But yeah. I have I have one of the bourbon ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I I have noticed uh, they sell them at Walmart's and um, Kroger's too now. Yankee candles. Yeah, and they used yeah. to only be you know at Yankee Candle, but yeah, yeah. They, they sell. I, I mean, they're no cheaper. They're still twenty bucks a candle. But now we always go get them during the. There's a like a they do a sale at mm-hmm. the end of the season. Yeah, and they're like half price. Huh? That's when we get them. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, oh Yankee god, candle. What, if, what if there's a candy corn <laughs> smelling one? Hmm? I said well, they have one just named Halloween or trick or treat. But what if it smells like candy corn? That'd be Ugh. sick. That'd be so gross. Oh god, I'm gonna have to puke. All right, and on that, we'll 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 take a break. We'll be right back. We're back. We're talking Terrifier. Um, Written and directed by Damien Leon. Got your back, buddy. There you go. You know <laughs> I'll never come in, in from a thing prepared. No. <laughs> it, I written by use, who? What, Vin King? <laughs> I usually use that split second that you're like, and we're back with whatever to like <laughs> frantically move over to the IMDb page that I have open. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just a little behind the scenes, you know. <laughs> This is for one of, loyal fan. <laughs> yeah. For our one loyal fan. Um, no, this is, uh, this is one of the very, very few films like in the independent horror circuit that has become kind of iconic over the last few years. Yeah, it really has. And I had never watched it till now. I know you watched it like a while back. Right? Yeah, but it's been a long time. Like it, it was like, right. The week it came out. So it's been a year and a half or two years or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm in some horror groups and stuff like that on Facebook. And, you know, like this, this movie is always recommended, mm-hmm. you know, and people talk about how good it is and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what? I mean, it was... It was fine. I don't think it was like the best horror movie in the last like 10 years or something. Mm, like it seems no. to have this reputation for. No. And I never would have thought that that would uh, be the uh, be the case. Like I'm not a huge like I don't think it's uh, fantastic or anything. I, I thought it was a better than normal independent low budget horror film. Yeah. Doesn't have a plot. No plot at all. <clears throat> Absolutely no plot. Um. But the performances are good. The gore is plenty, which is why I think that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The the gore is all over the place and it's really well done. It's well done. It's practical. Um, The film, I will say I watched it this time. The first time I watched it was in my garage on a very small TV and it looked real cheap. You know, this time I watched it in my living room. It's not like a massive TV. You know, it's a normal TV. But it's like a 90 inch TV. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, no big, no big, no big whoop. But uh, but it looked a lot better this time. Um, like it didn't look half as cheap or anything. Um, uh, 
but yeah, I think honestly, more than anything, um, it's the opposite of like the A24 type film horror films, you mm. know? And I think that's why people like it, you know? Like, yeah, because, uh, you know, hey, for every, for every, uh, hereditary or Babadook or any of the big ones like that, there's a lot of it comes at nights and, mm-hmm. and hell for me, the Babadook. <laughs> I hated that movie, you know? Yeah, we but, were not a fan of Babadook, either one of us, really. But I mean, like, so it's the opposite of this art house horror film. It's just like, yeah, no, in, in a way it is really, it is kind of refreshing because of that. Cause it's no nonsense. Here's just a guy killing people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very much in the, in the vein of like just the eighties movies where the plot is just like, if it is there, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, like, uh, what like slumber party massacre what was it some dude got like struck by lightning and turned into a serial killer yeah <laughs> I, I don't I mean, know if it was it's that like one, it's like yeah, okay yeah. well we need to give him a plot but who cares what it is yeah you know well, it's and just... this is just uh, a clown takes a liking to um this one girl he sees on halloween well, I feel like he would have gone and found anyone anyone yeah but yeah he definitely liked that one girl so, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, it was odd because like you said, you know, there's not a plot. There's, Hey, they're done with the Halloween party. They're going to get a bite to eat. They cross paths with this clown. He goes to kill them. Yeah. There's nothing deeper. And this like ending of it was, I, I don't know what, what the beginning or end was supposed to be, to be honest. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about the wraparound. It was it was a twist to a plot that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like it, it's almost like oh crap, we forgot to write a plot. Uh huh. Let's throw a twist in there. Yeah. Uh, now there's there are things to like about this, and hell, I'm a huge. Oh yeah, fan I'm of, not saying I didn't like it. <laughs> like I love Friday the Thirteenth movies, and the best ones of them don't have complicated plots. It's yeah. just that's why know. I said it's very much like a throwback to that era of things. Yeah. But uh now would I like to see Art the Clown in Space? Of course. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> like why would why would I not? But and I thought that he did a great job. I think he's oh, the reason that the, it's iconic. The actor that played Art was fantastic, even though he didn't say a single word the whole entire movie. Yeah. David Howard Thornton. Thornton. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Um yeah, so there there are lots of things to to like about it. But yeah, I, let's go to criticism now. Uh there's no plot. Okay. <laughs> um I mean I don't know. I mean okay. There's there's not much to critique because there's not really much going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you you can't really <laughs> critique like the way it was written, you know, because there really wasn't that much dialogue. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't really critique a lot of how it was acted because a lot of it is just screaming and running for your life. Yeah. You know, um 
I mean, that, and that, I mean, I'm not saying it's not entertaining. Uh huh. But there's just not a lot of substance. You know, it was a lot of style. Like it looked good. You know, um, the like I said, the guy who played Art the Clown did a good job of like. It, it looked like he was trying to be a funny clown at points. You know, <laughs> I, I the only part in the film that I did laugh about was whenever. <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so congested today. Um, the girl was on the other side of the door, and he's like trying to close it on her. You know, and then mm-hmm. she's like pushing to close him in there, and he just holds out a horn and starts honking it yeah. at her. <laughs> like, that made me laugh. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, it almost reminded me of a like a, a hobo with a shotgun, like uh-huh. just because it was like pushing and trying to not offend. Well, maybe offend. I don't know. It was just trying to be like it was trying it was, to push in your face with so much gore and violence, you know, Yeah, that I, it, it, I can't think of anything that was actually offensive in it. Mm, I do, uh, no, I'm not saying like offending like it can offend delicate sensibilities if you're not not a fan of gore or something like that it definitely could offend you you know yeah. but, but everything can offend everyone anyway but <laughs> that's a different conversation uh, but yeah so i i don't know i i just it feels like they were trying to push it you know all the violence like just see if they can top the last scene more violent more violent and there's one yeah. scene there's one death in particular uh that kind of goes down as iconic and it was reminiscent of the death in <laughs> bone tomahawk which was pretty reminiscent much the, was the exact same thing <laughs> <laughs> but and both of them are iconic for that you know both of them yeah. that's what people talk about about those but yeah Anyway, uh, I, I, I think the one in Bone Tomahawk was done better. Yeah, well, it was less uh, bigger budget and less yeah. like floppy, rubbery looking. You know, this yeah. one. But yeah, I don't know. I, I will say I enjoyed it. I understand any criticism it gets. Uh, I think previously when I briefly talked about it on here, I was, you know, when we give our little mini reviews that are just like, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, so and so out of five. Yeah, it's yeah. a movie. I think I had previously given it like a three. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a four. I really enjoyed it. it. It's so limited. I get the concerns, but for me and the people that are kind of burned out of the, the cerebral horror and just kind of want to see just mayhem. Yeah, it was good. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, I think I'm just going to go with three, you know, it was, it was better than average. <laughs> I mean, it was a solid movie, but I mean, like, it's style over substance. Yeah. You know, um, which sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes that's like sometimes you know, that, people's favorite movies or whatever. Sometimes but, that results in Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> Fury Road. You shut your mouth. That movie was perfect. That had no substance. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a great film, but yeah. It was just, <laughs> hey, you want to see some crazy shit? Here we go. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was three. It was, I'd say it's better than average. It, you know, what it did, it did really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just didn't do a lot. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'd say yeah. it, it makes all the sense. That's because I'm really good at my review job. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> I love the paycheck this podcast brings in. 
It's so good. So, yeah. It's like, it's like negative, negative. money every month yeah, for yeah. podcast hosting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eh, all hobbies cost money. All right. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> You're right. Um, I love my job. <laughs> we got Monster Squad where he's talking about how much he hates his job. And then he's like, he's like, I don't know. It's all right. And he's like, You're right. I need to quit griping. I love my job. Uh, oh but yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm saying like what it did it did well it just didn't do a lot yep that's 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 my bottom line yeah i can understand every rating one to five for (laughs) for this movie like i can understand the rationale for it like yeah i can (laughs) i can say that too but right. I mean, for the people who don't want complicated plots and just want gore, it would have been five, mm-hmm. you know, but for the people who want like at least some understanding of maybe <laughs> even a motive for the killer. Yeah. Then it's a, then it's a one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like a tiny bit more, but yeah, you know, like anything, <laughs> literally anything. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. Part of the appeal, though, is also not having anything. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get some in Terrifier Two that comes out next year. Hmm. Maybe so. All right. Well, we'll be back after this with it. Yeah. Okay. We'll be talking more chapters of it right after this. We are back. We are talking it by Stephen King. <laughs> um, last time we we covered up to the second interlude, right? Yeah. And then this one, this time we're covering all the way through the apocalyptic rock fight. Correct. All right. So, uh, I guess are we going to go chapter by chapter? I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't have to do like some of it. <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy. Cause some of it's like almost a reiteration of the story, but just to the other characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they know what's going on, you know? So we're in part three, right? Which mm-hmm. is grown ups. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it starts off with, uh, the reunion. Yeah. Where they're all meeting at this uh, Chinese food restaurant because that's where Mike wants them all to meet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go there and then wackiness ensues at the Chinese <laughs> restaurant. Right? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say, okay. <laughs> well, this group overall, this group of chapters, this delves in a lot more um, of them it's all them remembering back their fears as kids and all that. Right. Yeah. It's it, they're starting to remember like why they left dairy in the first place or what happened in dairy. This is both the creepiest fears that he manifests in and also the cheesiest fears that he manifests <laughs> in like the Paul Bunyan one. I was like, are you kidding me? That's, you know, like, but to yeah, a kid, there's a reason be... why some of them were not in the original movie. <laughs> yeah, I was literally just a clown and spiders. I guess a wolf for a second, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, some of them really definitely do not uh take the uh 
you know, they don't they don't really are, invoke. Are you spirits. saying that a giant lumberjack uh-huh. never scared you as a child? Not so far, man. <laughs> Not so far. <laughs> Give it some time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. <clears throat> damn, the apocalyptic rock fight was oh, like sixty pages. Yeah, it was a long chapter. That was a fantastic chapter. But all right, let's go. Uh, all right, so they meet up in the Chinese restaurant, and then they decide yeah. to uh, walk around town to try to summon it, but also yep. get their memories back. You just glossed over an entire chapter. <laughs> the reunion and the walking tours. That's two different. Yeah, I mean, and well, there's well, there's a lot of what happens in the reunion is really good from a narrative standpoint, right? Like there's little, um, there's little hints about what's going to come. It's like the first time they talk about the deadlights, and you know, little hints about like some people in the group remember certain things and some people don't, and then it's like they're all kind of filling in each other's memories. Um, but a, but most of it though is just them just bullshitting over dinner. Yeah. You know, and catching up. I, I guess one of the chapters, the reunion does cover them all getting there, but do we need to cover that? Like, other no. than the best cab driver ever. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was awesome. Hey. He should be in the the book later. Pardon my French if you're a religious man. <laughs> like, over <Yeah>. and over. <laughs> I do like, it was Bill that took the cab, right? Correct. I do like where after like 10 times of that guy cussing and being like, pardon my French, if you're a religious man, Bill was like, oh, I am. And he's like, then effing go to church. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we both heard the guy like that because we're listening to the audio book where Steven Weber nails. He's nailing everything. (laughs) <laughs> this is the best audiobook I've ever heard. Yeah. And, and like I know we've talked about it before, but like he he Bill's stutter. Uh-huh. He's so good at that. Yeah. So good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it I mean, pays I just to... want to go back and watch Wings now. <laughs> I'm going to watch uh Sour Grapes, that film that I love. Oh, him. that's a good movie. Yeah, he was in it. Uh I, it, it actually does. What uh, else was he in, Craig? <laughs> well, he was Jack Torrance <laughs> in the TV Shining, um, which does make me wonder, like, how that is, you know? Yeah. But anyway, all right. So we talked about uh, they they meet, they all start hallucinating at the Chinese food restaurant. Um, yeah, their fortune cookies are all something gross. Yeah. Um. All right. So then the next chapter is walking tours. Yeah. So they all and go. That, that's sort of. They all just kind of like part ways and like go back to their respective hotels or whatever. But like along the way, they all have little mini adventures. Yeah. And like, I think honestly, because a, a lot of them, you know, it's like what Ben sees Pennywise at the at the library, um, library and like Eddie sees uh, like a zombie. Um, like New York Yankee player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like Richie sees Paul Bunyan, right? I think the only one that's actually important Bev is Bev's. Yeah. And this is like 
Um, it's the scene from the new It trailer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will say there hadn't been much in the book that has given me like the creeps in any sort of way, even though I think this is like one of the best books I've ever read uh, or yeah. audiobook. I, it's weird. I'm doing like a hybrid. I'll read some, and then if I'm in the car, I'll continue by yeah. listening to the audiobook. And I, because of the aforementioned reasons, I've enjoyed the audiobook more just because it's so good. But anyway, um, but yeah, fantastic book. But yeah, not a whole lot of scary or creepy, but that chapter with her was creepy. Yeah. Like it was it was good. That might be my favorite chapter so far. Even though the rock that. fight is so good, but it's not creepy. Yeah, the rock fight is great. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I mean it's like it what it, it it's like she goes back to her her family home finds out finds out her dad is dead mm-hmm. right meets this old lady who um lives there now she claims to be bob gray's daughter and he birthed her out of his asshole yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i laughed so hard at that <laughs> but um you know, they have tea, and then, like, the whole house turns into, like, Hansel and Gretel-style gingerbread house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, like, that one's creepy. And it's probably the, the most important one, because it maybe gives you some sort of insight into the history of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Yeah, it's probably fake. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, like... That was probably him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, the, but I'm saying it's like, I don't know. Um, but th- that one's the best part of of that whole chapter. Yeah. But. Uh, no, I um, yeah, I, oh, I think. Uh, out of, uh, sorry, go ahead. Nothing out of the three of them. So then that happens, and then Bill gets uh, silver back. Yeah, which is probably also very important for the future. <laughs> Judging from the many, many series, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I like how, you know, it, it goes through... Because this, this whole book so far has been about, like, fate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and destiny, right? And they mention about, like, how silver... When, whenever they first talk about it, like in what Bill Denbro beats the devil mm-hmm. part one, right? Um, when they first talk about silver, they talk about how it's too big for him. Yeah. You know, and then whenever they get it, he like here and he walks into like the, the pawn shop or whatever it was to get this uh, silver back. And the guy's like remarks that, you know, it's so big, he could probably write it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a kid's book or a kid's bike, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, it's probably gonna be. Well, plus, like, plus, it hasn't been very subtle about like he could outride the devil. And it's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is clearly Chekhov's BMX bike. <laughs> See, I love Chekhov uh, things that don't pay off. That's my yeah. favorite. There was there was something I was watching the other day. Frankenstein's um, monster, mon- yeah, monsters, monster <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it, but the gun thing was funny. Did you like that? I thought it was pretty funny. 
I, I it felt like it wasn't bad. I was just expecting more. Yeah, but, but I liked it though, because like all the Orson Welles things too. Yeah, I need <laughs> to I need to go back and give it like my full attention because I watched it like while going to sleep one night. But there, there's a lot of little like just subtle things like. His dad is clearly Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he even has that, like, um, that scene where he's doing the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one? I don't remember. In, in Frankenstein's Monsters. Yeah, I guess I don't remember the it, commercial because I was thinking of something else. Yeah. What does but he do? He, it's it's just like, you, you've seen those, like, behind-the-scenes footage of uh, Orson Welles at the commercial for, like, I forgot what it was. It was some sort of food product, like peas or something. <laughs> right? Have you seen those? I don't remember. No. It's just basically that. And but it's it's just it's just really funny. Huh. Uh, yeah, I can't explain it. No, explain like... it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to rewatch it. But yeah, it, it it had some funny shit. It reminded me a lot of uh Garth Marenghi's Dark Dark Place. Uh the that yeah. you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, he, we're, what were we talking about? Silver? Yeah. Chekhov's bike. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. It's like the only other weird thing about that was, you know, like Ben or uh, uh, Mike had bought a tire patch. Um, yeah, tire patch kit for a bike he doesn't own. And then Bill brought it to his house and fixed it. Yeah. So. It's all about, you know, them coming together and doing what they're supposed to be doing, probably because the turtle's watching them. Yeah. God, I also hope the turtle never gets into it. I know we've talked about that. I hope it goes full-blown turtle. (laughs) The last third of the book is just about turtles. Yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like those uh, chapters in Moby Dick where it just explains whales. Yeah. Okay. So. Turtles. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so then we go to three uninvited guests, two of which I don't give a shit about, but the third one. Yes, but the Henry Bowers one is one of the best chapters so far in this book. Yes, and <laughs> one of the worst things in the miniseries, because it yep. had like Tim Curry in the moon. He's like, kill them all. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was like so stupid looking. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. yeah um, <laughs> but yes, so. <laughs> Like because I hate that part in the miniseries, I had low expectations for this. But man, I love that chapter, that part with Henry Bowers all grown up. Yeah, that that seriously has been one of the best chapters in the book so far. Yes, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved how like that would have been weird had we had like opposite opinions on that. Yeah, I loved how the prisoners. So Pennywise basically escorts him out, right? Yeah. And I loved how the other prisoners were seeing different things. You know, it was playing fears on them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and the fact that, you know, John Kuntz, <laughs> which <laughs> he's clearly just making not even a dig, just a reference to Dean Kuntz. Did, hold on. Did we skip over Mike's dad's story? Mike's dad's okay. story is the second interlude where we started. So, yes, we did skip over that. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, I love that chapter, too. That chapter's great. Uh, it's just about his time in the army, right? And uh, about how they made a, uh, like, black-only nightclub called The Black Spot. You know, um, 
That reminded me a lot of what was it? The last Hellfighter, uh, the Thomas Flowers we yeah. covered uh, last year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me. Yeah, I mean, also that was a you know about the Harlem Hellfighter fighters, all black yeah. military squad. Um, but uh, it, it just reminded me of that. Uh, I enjoyed it, but yeah. So they had the black spot where they it was basically a speakeasy where. Since yeah. they were, they never felt welcome in the town. This was their own place, and they did it. They're like, and then there was a horrible fire. Yeah, there, like, and um, and, and as it's burning down, and Mike's dad's trying to like get out, he sees it. Yep. Um, I am all in on both. Like, okay, so. In the miniseries, Mike was the least defined character, and in the film so far, he's the least defined character. Yeah, you know, uh, and it part well, one because because the film, like the new film so far, is focusing mainly on them as kids. Yeah, right. And like here we are, we're sixty percent in the book, right? And they just met. Yeah, as kids, I will say I love love the Mike chapters. Like yeah, I think he's so good. He's, like the the interlude ones. Yes, and he's such a good character that just has been largely missing from uh, at least the pop culture conversation of the film. You know. Yeah, you I know, hope I hope they do him justice in in part two. I'm sure they will. They have to. They have yeah, to. They have to. Um, because it's it's like his chapters are so good, and he's like so fleshed out, and also kind of a tragic character. You yeah, know, because and they he stayed there the while they. Huh? Because he stayed there while he stayed there. Yeah, and so it's like, um, you know, we don't know exactly what happened yet. I mean, we kind of do because we've seen the movies and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> like in the book, you don't know what's happened yet, but you know that all of them left Derry after fifty-eight. You know, or close to fifty-eight, uh-huh. and it's like they were all rewarded for something that they did because, yeah. like they all are rich and like at the tops of their fields and stuff like that, except Mike who yeah. stayed there, you yeah. know? And it's like, he's, he's like, uh, I don't know, like night's watch sort of thing, you know, where it's like his job is super duper important because he's there to make, like to see if it comes back, but he gets like no compensation for it. You know, it's like he has to do it in in tragic circumstances, basically. See, and I get that. I totally get that. But on the flip side, I feel like they've all kind of they've been rewarded, but it doesn't seem like they've it seems like they've been superficially rewarded. It it doesn't seem like they're they've defined much of their characters as adults. They're all just stuck on their childhood problems. You know what I'm saying? And maybe he is, maybe he's not. I, he probably is stuck on childhood trauma. Otherwise, he wouldn't call them about, hey, the manifestation of our childhood trauma is back. You know, basically. <laughs> but, but but I don't know. It just feels like they've all been, uh, even though they've been financially compensated and stuff, they've all been stuck in a state of arrested development. Um, yeah. Eh, I can see that. And I, I guess. Mean, it's, if, it's a complicated thing. This whole book isn't, there's nothing black and white really about this book at all. No, it's very nuanced. But uh, going back to to Mike's dad real quick, because there's a 
you know, there's a story in there also about like the chicken coop, which comes into into play later with Henry Bowers as a kid. But uh, what what's interesting about him seeing it is that it's the exact same version of it that Mike sees. Yeah. So I think you know that's important. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know these the interlude, like they're good. They're good. They're good parts. You know, don't skip them just because they're called interludes. No, they're definitely, I mean, it, it both fleshes Mike's character out and it fleshes the town of Derry out. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, which, uh, are, are we done with the three invited guests or uninvited guests? Yeah, I mean, Tom. I mean, Tom's on his way back. Otter's on his, so Otter's on her way back and Henry's on their way back. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, which leads us to the next interlude, uh, which is, uh, about the, the Bradley gang. Uh huh. Right. And this one, I think, um, shows you just how screwed up Derry is as a town, <laughs> you know. Um, and this one, I think, is really, really important because, like, okay, so they're talking, or Mike's talking to Mister Keen, right, the pharmacist, uh huh, um, who's like old. <laughs> like 90 years old by now he's old right? and he's very cynical yeah <clears throat> and so it's about the bradley gang who would come into town like real recently after the black spot fire uh-huh right and they're uh, apparently they were based on a real uh gang called the bradley gang uh-huh but you know it's basically your your typical al capone baby face style gangsters from the 30s right yeah it kind of reminds me of uh what's his face uh bonnie and clyde's gang not them two yeah. but the gang you know yeah um but. so they come into town and they want to buy like the most ammo anyone's ever seen <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously like twelve thousand rounds and stuff of like one thing but um the the guy who owns the the store is like, sure, I can get you some of those, but then you got to stay like a couple of days for the rest of it. And they're like, sure. And they stay in town. And then the town proceeds to like hatch a plan to when they come back to get their ammo, just murder them all. Yeah. <laughs> Vigilante justice. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, it's, it's something that's like Mike has never seen in the history books or the, the town history, because he's like, you know, town historian. But it's just like, um, it was said that the FBI did it. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and it was really just uh, the townsfolk. Yeah. Right? But the most important thing, I think, is that uh, during the shootout, when they were, I mean, they were gangsters. You know, it's not that they were innocent people that they brutally murdered. But like, but they were bank the robbers, not yeah. I mean, yeah, they probably were murderers too. But they were known as gang, you know, bank robbers, not really murderers. Yeah. But the the important thing I think is that when the shootout was happening, Pennywise was there, yeah, right, like all over the place. But everyone saw them, or everyone saw Pennywise differently. And all holding their own guns that they were holding. Yeah. And that, you know, it's like, just shows you Pennywise's complete influence over the town. Hey, Gwen, you gotta get out.
that you know the the I guess the the hate and the violence that he breeds just being in there. Yeah, that he was. I mean, he is them. They couldn't yeah. be more more yeah, on and, the nose. And, and they mentioned that also in I think the reunion or something, talking about how like is this you know evil a part of dairy or is dairy you know is is dairy evil because of that or is just like the evil here because of dairy yeah i i like the fact that he didn't have a uh shadow either yeah you know? that was good stuff yeah so i mean it just goes to show you that like <clears throat> the the town at least is aware of penny or at least a lot of people are aware of Pennywise's presence or have been because Keen said that, you know, even if somebody told you they weren't there, they were on, there on the day that they shot the Bradley gang, they were there. Yeah. 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 And you know that, that chapter is only 14 pages, but it seems much longer. The yeah. whole story seems long. Yeah. It's a good story though. Yeah. On the flip side, I mean, I, I don't know. I like it. it. It's the shortest interlude so far though. Um, yeah. And uh, on the flip side, the apocalyptic rock fight seems like a short tale and it's, but it's awesome, but it's chapter. very long. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, whenever I saw that we, you know, we were finally up to that chapter, I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like we're, you know, on the home stretch. And then it's like, oh God, there are like 10 sub chapters, but it really, really like, obviously, um, it fleshes out exactly how evil and racist and shitty Henry is, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's largely divided into two sections. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's little subsections or whatever, but it's basically two different parts. It's Mike's version of the day and then the rest of the loser clubs version of the day. And then they converge. Yeah. Much the same that, um, previously, with ben. ben where he he meets up with him and it was also henry that forced that to happen too yeah so maybe henry's a good guy after all. <laughs> maybe he's the unsung hero he's the eighth loser yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's uh, like that one in uh freaks and geeks where it was the you know the bully was not really that bad of a guy after all you know he just kind of was jealous of them for having camaraderie that he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Chris that's the Gage case. was a good show. Yeah. I don't think that's the case here. He's a real no, son no, of a bitch. <laughs> Henry is an evil bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like you could argue that some of it is not his fault because of how he was raised by his dad. You could argue that. I mean, I won't. <laughs> no, he's a he's an asshole. <laughs> But <clears throat> I don't know. So uh, Henry and the boys are chasing Mike, who's on his way to a trombone performance. <laughs> yeah, I poor did. guy. It's <laughs> like he just wanted to get there early so he could shine his trombone because, like, that's like something he's super proud of in his life. You know? Yeah. And, and then, then Henry and his friends just want to make his life a, a living hell because he's black. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it kind of goes into the fact that his friends are, I mean, they would have followed him to fight anyone. They, it, they didn't really, yeah. it's not that yeah, they, they didn't really care who it was. They didn't seem like progressives by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but, but they didn't seem like 
they didn't give a shit. They were out for blood. They they didn't really care about race or anything. Henry was the racist. Yeah. I mean, they were out for blood to a point. At yeah, they weren't out to kill. They no. were just out to maim. Yeah. <laughs> well, the original plan was they were going to put firecrackers in Mike's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very cool. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they meet up, and the Losers Club just starts pelting the shit out of them with rocks. Yeah, because the Losers Club was going to go somewhere else to also play with fireworks to the dump, but um, the dump guy who who owned or who ran the dump was there, and he didn't want the kids playing there, and so they had to like go to the train yard and to the quarry, right? Dude, the old it, gravel pit. If Santa Fe had a quarry, that would have been so awesome. <laughs> like we would have been just. We would have died. <laughs> well, yeah. If we had a quarry like growing up, we would be dead, Crack. But it would have been a fun time until then. Oh yeah, we would have we would have died heroes. <laughs> or most likely, oh god, do you remember that time? <laughs> so and so died. It probably wouldn't have been us either. It would have been like a random neighborhood kid that we met up with, <laughs> followed by the wayside. Uh, anyway. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. We would. We, we would have gotten someone killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it's better that all we had was bottles and ditches and rocks. Yeah. Oh my. Um, I'm surprised one of us didn't. Um, end up in the like storm drain thing like those big runoff rivers <laughs> with the concrete sides that we saw the dead alligator in once oh yeah i'm surprised one of us didn't end up in that we just stuck yeah just <laughs> falling in it and can't get us out you know what do you remember that time when we went out to the woods to uh <laughs> totally unrelated to it but bus bottles and um I like we all jumped off a tree onto the road, but I shorted my jump and fell onto a barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. It's uh, good stuff. Childhood. Um, anyway, um, I had to get a tetanus shot <laughs> and I got poison ivy because I got poison ivy all the time. I'm so every urgent. time. Every yeah. time we were in the woods. <laughs> Basically, um, I would say yeah, at so, least 60% of the times I'd catch it and my mom would be like, you were in the woods again. I'm like, no. I'm like, just full of poison <laughs> ivy. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> back to this. So basically, they just have this massive rock fight where they, and it's not like a small rock fight. It's like a. No, they're throwing like softball sized rocks in each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And. And basically, uh, Bill pretty much threatens to kill uh, kill Henry. Henry if he doesn't get off Ben at that point. Yeah, because he's yeah. Sm- smashing Ben up because Ben flips out because he hits Bev. Yeah, and and he grabs uh, Ben. Henry grabs Ben. And he's like smashing his face and stuff, and he's about to kill. Him. And he's and like, then the Look, M80 dude. goes off, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, uh, which which for people not in the know, like M80s, especially like back in the 80s, mm-hmm. like because this is set in 1985, were like 
like quarter sticks of dynamite. Yeah, they're way different than what they sell as M60s now. Those are yeah. basically just fancy like, black cats. They were like legitimate demolitions. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a firework. <laughs> they were pretty much equivalent to like cherry bombs too. Cherry bombs well, were, were Yeah, cherry bombs were like still worse, but like like M80s were like if you put four of them together, you'd have a stick of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were hardcore. Like they even mentioned that, you know, he wanted to put black cats in in Mike's shoes and like blow up his feet basically or just hurt his feet, but like he was talking about how like he he hoped that his friend like Vince or whatever was like, um, you know, that he hoped he didn't want to use the M80s because it would blow his feet off, mm-hmm. you know, like literally remove his feet from his body. But anyway, <clears throat> so it is like um, Bill has this real badass moment where like they're chunking rocks at each other. Right. Because he's going after or to save Ben. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're just walking, like, closer to each other. And, like, he's pelting Henry. And Henry's, like, getting hurt or whatever. But Henry's hitting Bill. But it's, like, nothing can phase him. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, you need to get out of here before we kill you and stuff. And it's like, yeah. It was, this this episode or this thing was, like, pretty intense. Yeah. It was an awesome, awesome way to get all of them together. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then so now the losers club's complete. Uh, what we did gloss over though is that Bill had been doing research and he thinks he knows what it is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's you know, ten, eleven, twelve year old kids doing research on a supernatural being in the library. He's probably not right. <laughs> yeah, he kind of goes through different incarnations. Of yeah, he talks what, about how like it, it it sounds like this thing that's in a whole bunch of other different mythologies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like there's a Himalayan ritual that might get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not gonna give uh, review or er, er, ratings, but. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't let me down. So good. Hadn't <laughs> let me down yet. Um, so we will be back next time, unless you have more to add. Like, No, I don't think so. I think it's good. Are we going to try to shotgun the rest of it? What do you Because we're behind or? I mean, it, it, we can. I'm fine either way. It's 40% of the book. Oh. Yeah. That's 20 hours of audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because... What's crazy, though, is like the next five chapters would be the next. Well, what did we stop on? We stopped on like 60 percent. Yeah. So whatever Uh, you want. How do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do the next thing, but no movie. Next time will just be only it. Just to finish it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we will be back in probably two weeks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we'll see y'all then the podcast you just heard is part of the B&E network brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com yeah.